Season 1, Episode 7, Interview During COVID-19. Jasmine, the founder of Wellness within Singapore, had a health condition from a younger age called eczema and had gone through decades of use of creams and medications to find out that these were all temporary fixes and never really addressed the root cause that affected her immune system and health. Therefore, Wellness Within Born became a medium to share knowledge and spread awareness to build a healthy and sustainably conscious community. She also shared her learnings during the pandemic and suggestions for the rest of who want to start a business, the importance of having knowledge and awareness, prioritizing our health, contributing to making our planet better, and more. Enjoy. So welcome to the seventh episode of Empower Your Life segment, where the aim is to bring all uh, positivity, aspirations, motivations, and encouragement uh, towards your goals or dreams that you wanted to pursue for a very long time. So the next person that I'm going to interview, this um, the person behind or the founder of Wellness Within, based in Singapore, a healthy, focused, eco-friendly store that was started to encourage a no nastiest and more sustainable lifestyle. So let's all welcome Jasmine. Hi, Jasmine. Hello, thanks for having me. Thank you as well for allowing me to have some of your time to take this opportunity of interviewing you. So how yeah, are you course. doing? Yeah, um, I'm doing, uh, I guess, great and not so great, but I think it's all about balance. On days, you know, you have days, you have bad days. It's all about balancing and um, being able to get out of it uh, of bad days when you can uh, if it's a good mm-hmm. day we'll just end it with a bang okay and uh, how's uh, your business doing and singapore in general i think singapore in general during um i wouldn't say post-covid but still covid situation uh we're, yeah. we're doing great um i think people are starting to feel like it's a norm like mm-hmm. everything's back to normal um yeah. it's just that Place we uh, still have to scan in, you know, the QR code yes. at, at entrances um, and wearing masks. Um, but other than that, I, I see a lot of crowd everywhere in the mall. So I think people, uh, you know, they they know there's COVID, but they, um, you know, we still like that social interaction and we still go yes. out. So I think Singapore is doing great uh, in regards to your your business overall. How is everything doing? Um, okay, I'm getting a message that my internet connection is unstable. Let me see, maybe I should I okay. give me a minute. Sure, the Wi-Fi. Can you hear me? I can hear you and I can see you moving. <laughs> no buffering. Okay. <laughs> yeah, so that'll tell me about um, the this is doing in general. Um, I would say business is a bit slow after Christmas um, and we're just, I guess at this day, every uh, beginning of the year, we always take some time to um, sort of reformulate and mm-hmm. to rethink about um, some of our processes, our products and, you know, some of the initiatives that we have and what else can we do better. Beginning of the year is always the slowest period for us. So okay. it's a good time for us to slow down and to rethink um you know if there's anything else we can do better mm-hmm. um so take and i'm really appreciating uh, the time because time is always a privilege a luxury to have yes. um, and with covid um you know last year we had the um the, the lockdown in singapore and then that was even slower but it gives us so much time to be able to accomplish um all that we wanted to do and mm-hmm. i think this moment actually really important because you take time to see what else you can do better and you know be able to contribute better as well yeah yeah i agree with you there are a lot of uh, cons and pros with covid19 but uh, of course in the beginning it's all the challenges but thinking of course with the business i think also how these challenges can be an opportunity as well right sorry for the background <laughs> honking so I the interesting all my 
<laughs> yeah, but uh, it's already close, but we are very uh, near to the um, street area where, where cars passing by. So. Well, at least you don't have ambulances or, you know, oh, fire like, you know, oh, please. <laughs> please not, but because it's also happens. Uh, <laughs> well, we'll see. <laughs> so, yeah. So uh, talking about the interesting part where I usually find it very fascinating uh, for everyone who started their, their journey into starting up a business. So tell us the story, how everything started with uh, Wellness Within. Yeah. Um, so I didn't start, I didn't start uh, out to be, you know, all this like entrepreneurship or, you know, I always like, I never thought that I would start um, with wellness, but then it just started, um, I think by accident as well, um, because from young, I've always had very sensitive eczema prone skin. I've always, I mean, I've been diagnosed with eczema, um, as a medical condition since young. So mm. for me, it was a very natural process to you know, go to doctors, to find a, a medical, um, fast, effective, you know, fast relief for my skin condition. Yes. And then one day, um, you know, I've discovered natural products because the, the steroids and the creams doesn't work anymore. Mm -hmm. So I started to venture about what else I could do uh, using natural ingredients or natural yeah. therapy to help improve my own uh, skin condition, which to mm -hmm. me actually, any skin conditions have to do with uh, your immune system and it's a health condition rather than a skin condition. So mm -hmm. for me, I started to, you know, incorporate all these um, habits, you know, started using natural products uh, and then also um, introducing them to my family who was unable to get the products in Singapore. Mm -hmm. And that's when we realized that actually a lot of people don't get access to this, um, I would say, strictly curated um, natural products. And mm -hmm. I know there is like this huge platform that provides a lot of natural products called mm -hmm. iHerb. And yeah. I used to shop on there as well. And I would spend hours and hours looking through ingredients mm -hmm. of individual products. Mm -hmm. And that's when I realized that, um, you know, it's the products are not really um, effective for me in terms of managing my own skin condition. Yes. So that's when I started to song and that's when I started to share them with my family. And that's how we decided that um, perhaps there might be an interest in, uh, in Singapore mm -hmm. to you know, these products. Um, and yeah, that's how we actually started uh, Wellness Within. I think it's, uh, speaking of, because when you share that uh, from young time, you have already um, exposed with the skin reaction or skin disease, that's something yeah. uncontrollable, right? And uh, I remember you mentioned to me that uh, fast effective, because, you know, it's a very, um, we are also in a, in a fast uh, phase uh, uh, world. So we just wanted to make sure that everything also uh, turning into a result more reliable. And the, 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 the thing that I'm going to share with you is about my uh, period. So I think maybe I would think about how to come up with a product that's uh, eco-friendly and also good for absorbing a heavy flow maybe in the future because it's also happening right now that's interesting I think uh, it's very reliable uh, not reliable but relatable to a lot of people based on your experience okay um, if I don't have a proper hair uh, nice hair and I tried many products and then it's still not working fine for me and then you ended up producing your own you ask around yep. with a laboratory. Maybe yep. I will do that as well. That could be part of my business as well in the future. <laughs> so yep. uh, that's good. Uh, and uh, your family supported you with this approach that, okay, let's have a try with, uh, you know, gathering or ordering a lot of uh, natural herbs or supplements uh, across the globe and see how it works in the sing I mean in Singapore so you you have that kind of full support from your family um I would say it was unconventional to actually uh, 
uh, venture into into starting your own business within my mm. family because a lot of I guess a lot of us we take the normal route right you go to school you graduate with a bachelor um, and then you go find some you know good job that pays you demand and then get married buy a you know buy a flat and that's it you know that's like a normal route of I guess for someone in Singapore I would say Uh, and doing your own business was something that people were are you sure you know um, you do get support in terms of let's say if you want to do deliveries people would uh, you know provide um, so the family provided that support but it wasn't it wasn't like a natural, you know, that was working towards um, being my own boss or setting up my own company or business. Um, it was just something I guess I was passionate about as well because I wanted more people to know about um, natural products or natural remedies um, to fix some of these skin conditions or mm-hmm. to be health conditions. You know, yes. it's, it's just maybe if you have, for example, like if you think that your hair is very, very freezy, it could be like the shampoo that you're using, right? Uh, it could be that it's got very harsh detergent or it's got very, um, you know, some of the ingredients are not great or you're sensitive to it. Therefore, it's resulting in your hair in, in, in that condition, you know? Yeah. Um, and this is what we try to do with, uh, with our platform as within as well. So we try to educate people that, you know, there are healthier alternatives. Yes. Uh, it's not just... It's not just that brand, that brand, that brand in the drugstore, you know, I don't want to name brands. It's not just this, you know, mainstream brands that's available. There are alternatives available that could be, um, that could be better for your, you know, your skin health or your general health uh, in particular. Like, uh, you know, some of the chemicals that are used to formulate certain products as well, they don't only affect your skin. Um, mm. They also affect your hormones. And, yes. you know, hormones are very yeah, they are a very important part of the human body. They affect, for, for women, uh, they affect your, your menstruation, your periods. And that is something that more people should know about. Like, like when you mentioned about period, I think uh, heavy flow of it is something that it's not normal. But as we, you know, as we go along and we are, you know, we keep seeing mainstream media telling you, oh, you know, uh, if you have painful period, just take this. Yes. You know, or people keep pushing, um, you know, brands keep pushing products that, uh, you know, like, for example, disposal pads that's, you know, bleached, that's, um, that's made from plastic, that's not breathable, you know, you get rashes, and people just think that, oh, that's just normal. But yes. that's not normal at all. Uh, and that's where we try to, uh, you know, uh, raise awareness and educate people to inspire them to lead a more, you know, healthier lifestyle or a more sustainable one. So you don't mm-hmm. keep getting, I think it's it's hand in hand. You know, if you're healthy, you're actually a more sustainable person because you don't have to use that many products to keep yourself, mm-hmm. you know, in good skin condition. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and uh, eventually, you know, you you be someone with a better health, skin health yeah. as well. And yeah. that's when you are more sustainable because you, you started becoming more conscious about what you use and how the how the product that you use actually affects um, maybe the environment or maybe someone else, you know, like for example, perfumes, uh, etc. So it's really about being conscious about uh, what you are doing for yourself and in turn, uh, motivating others to do the same. I agree. With- so I think I steered away from your original question about the business and how the family supported uh, this business but I think it's it and I, I and my family saw that it was um, beneficial and yeah. therefore they were supportive because they see the good in Result. the products that yeah, yeah. so in the products uh, that we use and I guess that's how it started rolling uh, since six years ago wow six years ago and before that you were working in a corporate job or you're yeah, already yeah i was i was in a corporate role and it was um it was just a regular job you know it's just one of the natural routes that people take yes. uh, you graduate you find a job that, that you know pays you a decent amount and that's it so at that time i was also doing like i was researching for all these products at mm-hmm. night mm-hmm. and that's when you know it started growing because i was very um i, I felt like i had a purpose to you know uh, absorb this knowledge and yes. you know being able to also share this knowledge with other people. Some, a lot of people don't actually know um, many of the products that we that we stock actually. Guilty. So that's when we had 
<laughs> yes, yes, for us, it's a lot of homework that we need to do. It's a lot more work that we need to do to get out there and to reach out to people who actually don't know about the products because um, to them, it will, we hopefully, hopefully we will be able to plant like a seed in them, you know, yes. that thinking seed. And they keep thinking about once they see it, they have certain impression, this is certain thought about it, and then slowly they start thinking about, oh, okay, okay. So there isn't just disposable sanitary pads, there are cloth pads. You know, there are other alternative menstrual products that you could use. You know, it's, it's all about it's all about healthier alternatives to mainstream products. Yes, which I think uh, in my opinion, during the pandemic, right, or still is right now the, mm-hmm. the right the, the right moment or right time for a lot of small business owners like you to provide more education or awareness on what product is good and bad. Because in my uh, personal experience, and, and I'm guilty on this, that I just I just refer to, to recommendation, referrals. But of course, I slowly understanding that it might not work for you because this this particular product is a generic ingredients or chemical that used for everyone, but it might not as good for you. The same thing with job, I think, or with the passion, right? Once you advise someone or once you give some recommendation, it might not work for you. And, and I think this is, for me personally, perfect time for small business owners like you to educate us what's the good, what's the cons, of using something toxic or high in chemicals and something with more eco-friendly or not less damaging to our health and to our environment. So I I hope that um, it'll be slowly bringing more awareness um, because not all or not big, I don't think there's a big company that's already uh, uh, promoting eco-friendly products I don't think so and it's it's starting to get there and I hope uh, as part of this journey that I'm having an interview with you it will bring a lot of awareness across the globe about uh, being a living in a wellness you know lifestyle but I think you've also mentioned a, a very good point about small businesses because as small businesses we do kind of have a very tiny voice in comparison mm-hmm. to bigger brands oh, and corporations where we would have, you know, a lot of endorsements by, you know, celebrities or mm. um, social media influences. And that's when, you know, when we try to bring up a voice, it's just sort of being drowned by the bigger voices yes. who don't advocate this. So I think it's both, um, I guess it's, it's a duty for us as a small business owner, because the reason why we created our own business was because there is not such option available in the market Um, and it's our sort of duty to you know raise awareness but then at the same time it's very difficult to reach out to the masses who who I guess already have the impression that okay product A is really good for you because of all these years of endorsements by um, Mm -hmm. big names you know Mm -hmm. and they and they naturally gear towards that product being, you know, the best in the market, for example. Yes. yes. And then when you have, yeah, if you have, and you, if, and when you offer like an alternative, they'll go like, are you sure? (laughs) (laughs) Does it really work? So I guess that's also one of the challenges as a really small business, Um, I guess with all small business owners as well, that's, it's just hard to be out there amongst all the different brands that's already available. It's true. It's true. And this is why, I mean, I'm doing uh, one of my blog posts, which I told you, I just recently bought reusable pads. And I mentioned yeah. there that it's also not, not only helping your health, your, your, our environment, but it's also supporting small business owners out there that supporting this kind of campaign or uh, approach to help our environment, you know? And I think, if we keep on uh, encircling our ourselves to with the like-minded, with the same values, with the same practice, and with the same goals, then I think and I hope that in the long term we will have bigger voice than just 
the bigger companies. <laughs> It'll get slow. I mean, it will be slow, but I think it, we will get there. <laughs> yeah, hopefully we will get there soon. Um, but I do think that collectively, if we have our, all our voices together, you know, um, that would be a lot bigger voice than just individual of us trying to work towards a common goal. Yes, well, well, we'll get into that. And yes, like what you said, let's hope it will happen soon, <laughs> right? So while I was uh, doing the research and understanding your products, your website and so on, I saw this particular uh, campaign or pa uh, project that you are initiating, the project called um, Wellness Within Echo Initiative. So can you tell us a little bit about that? Um, so we try our best to be as eco-friendly as possible. Um, mm -hmm. And that's where we work with different, um, I guess we have a lot, a few initiatives that we have in, in you know, to help people to um, reduce waste where they can. So for example, we work with this group, uh, this team of girls who started this initiative called Package Pels. And they actually started this campaign to um, collect or they offer drop-off points uh, for people to donate their used but clean packaging materials. That's so nice. basically like polymerless boxes, bubble wraps or, um, you know, packaging stuffers and mm -hmm. which are clean and reusable, right? Mm -hmm. uh, and that's where we, so we work with them to be a drop-off point and people who are also trying to reduce their waste and they don't like to throw anything out when you know these packaging materials are actually perfectly usable so mm -hmm. they will bring all their packaging materials that they collect over months and months and they bring mm -hmm. it down to us and uh, for those that we can use we will just take them in uh, for mm -hmm. those that we don't use such as like bubble wraps uh, we'll just pass it on to package pals mm -hmm. and other businesses to I guess circulate the materials within the community and yes. you know and small businesses who would like to buy bubble wraps but then don't want to say um, buy new bubble wraps then they can approach package pals to um, get bubble wraps and put and use them in their uh, order so that's where i guess we encourage a more circular economy mm -hmm. where things just get passed around if they are in good condition as well yes, uh, yes. especially with covid you know everything has to be clean and <laughs> so that's that's definitely like the yeah, that's definitely the most important. Uh, but yeah. of course, if where we can, we try and separate the packaging materials, reuse them and reuse them until they break down or they can't be used yeah. anymore. So I think that's one, mm -hmm. just one way we try to reduce waste as much as possible. That's good. Uh, mm -hmm. And that's a zero waste uh, project in, in Singapore, right? Uh, do you have any yeah, initiatives? So Sorry, go on. <laughs> Yeah, so uh, so we we are also part of the zero waste packaging initiative that started by uh, the sustainability project, and mm -hmm. so it's basically all us, uh, all of us small business owners who need packaging, and then we share them amongst ourselves, mm -hmm. uh, and make sure that you know whatever we collect, it, it gets passed on and is being put to good use. Mm -hmm. Another of the I guess, initiatives that we have is also our three hours initiative where we. Uh, reduce, reuse, and return. Uh -huh. So basically, mm -hmm. yeah. So that's where, um, because we work with a few local suppliers as well, local brands. So uh, we can potentially collect all these materials or, uh, you know, the skincare, you know, glass containers, glass bottles back, and mm -hmm. we can return to them to be reused uh, mm -hmm. where we can. Um, and for those that, you know, it's, uh, we can't, so it's, for example, glass jars, you know, it's very hard to clean or um, there's no more use for it, especially um, when we have glass jars from uh, overseas brand partners as well. Mm -hmm. So that's mm -hmm. when we collect them and we make them, you know, use it for other projects. So we, I think during Christmas period, we actually launched a new beeswax candles using um, upcycled chicken S bottles. So those mm -hmm. are not particularly care bottles but then um, it was just collected uh, and they were sitting there for very long in our, in our office mm -hmm. and I was wondering what I can do with it and eventually we decided to make candles out of it and wow. it was just a very small project that we just wanted to sort of like raise awareness for this as well and uh, and yeah and the candles sold pretty well 
as well. So that's one way we try to reduce waste. We reuse them in you know other projects, you know creative projects and things like that, and um, you know prolong the life before it gets thrown into a bin. True, true, true. I like that. I like that. I think uh, I, I, you know, here in in Spain or in Valencia. Um, which I believe, if I can remember it correctly, in Singapore, it's not as uh, normal or, or common to see big trash bins out there that you can separate the, the plastic, the, 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 the cartons or the reusable ones. But here, it's, it's pretty much everywhere you go. And, and for me, that's starting to really more conscious and cautious uh, towards to eco-friendly, uh, sustainable lifestyle. So I practice of separating the, the, the you know, the wasted okay. food and then the plastic and the cartons or, or, or the, the paper. paper. And it, it feels good. And I hope that it will become more common as well in Singapore because it's actually, again, going back to the education or awareness because I don't think it's, it's as loud as other things that happening to be actually part of our practices on a daily basis that we should also consider a serious one. But uh, I yeah. hope the project or initiatives that you're having will continue and it will get bigger and bigger and more people will support. So in the future, we will see Singapore the same approach. Yeah, I think um, because Singapore is quite small, mm. And we don't have our own recycling facility. So no. I think the idea of recycling is just, okay, you know, you put them all into one blue bin that we have in Singapore. And what happens after that is something unknown. <laughs> you know, we've heard of a lot of reports where a lot of the recyclable materials are being exported out to different countries like Malaysia or China. And mm. it just lands there and people just burn them or they just store them on the landfill but for us it's like we're actually passing on our trash to someone else to take care of them which um this is another thing that we don't feel the direct impact but actually we are slowly getting the the, the effect of it uh especially the food, right? Let's say the seafood, because they're all getting the, the, the plastics or the waste that we throw. <laughs> we think that since it's not within our territory or area, therefore we should be safe. We should have a clean environment. And unfortunately, again, hi, every time that I'm just uh, have reminded all, all of this information, I just feeling that this kind of news, this kind of information should be more exposed in the media rather than other some other stuff, you know? Do you agree with that? Yeah, of course. I think the media plays a very big role, but also yeah. at the same time, I think it's very hard for, you know, say, um, a government policy to incorporate all these recycling habits because they go through, you know, sessions of sessions of discussion parliament before it passes as a bill um, and then when we, while we as consumers or individuals or businesses wait for that to happen I guess there's a lot of more ways we could do um, at our end for example you know keep your bubble wraps don't just throw them away um, yes. you know the polymers that we receive if they are in good condition they're not torn or anything we can reuse them you know, and we encourage a lot of individuals to pass on their, you know, clean and reusable packaging materials to us so that we can recirculate them amongst other small businesses. Uh, that's just one way that we try to, you know, help reduce our impact on the environment. Um, and it's just, you know, it's just one, one of the ways that individuals have to start thinking about what else I can do instead of, I guess, wait for, you know, governments to pass on you know, policies or decisions, yes, you know, yes. in, in, in ways. So like, I think recently in Australia, they, they're going to ban styrofoam um, takeaway mm -hmm. boxes. Yeah. So that's when, you know, the government has taken action. And I mm -hmm. guess a lot of, I get, uh, a lot of people in, in, I think the Western countries have a better recycling protocol. You know, they have like, yes. you have like the plastic, the glass, uh, the paper, 
But in Singapore, we just have one bin to take everything. Yes. And all yeah. these all these items actually go to a sorting facility, which helps the consumers a bit because you don't have to think too much about mm-hmm. okay, I'm just going to throw in a bin, and what happens after yeah. it's just something else. Um, but then also you don't understand certain but you know some materials is not just paper for example like you know wrapping paper has a has a layer of lamination on it so actually wrapping paper can't be recycled at all so that's mm. something that probably a lot of people don't know but because if it is called wrapping paper therefore people thought that it's paper and okay. it's recycled yeah, yeah paper right? <laughs> put it into the recycling bin but actually a lot of times we can't, uh, because of the composite materials, we can't actually recycle them. Yeah, yeah I agree with you. But to be, okay. Um, I just uh, recall that actually there are uh, recyclable bins, uh, usually in the, I don't know, in, in, a, in the condo, usually you have in the basement, you have recyclable bins where you can throw plastic, glass and paper. But then obviously, very rare people will do that. Only if you have a very huge packaging materials, then you will throw it in the in the basement. But yeah, I just remember that uh, Singapore actually have it, but has it, but uh, it's not as visible enough in in the public areas. From from my, they all go to the same place to be recycled, uh-huh. and then sometimes you know, uh, probably in the condo setting, you do. You might still get people who throw like trash, you know, unwanted, um, you know, maybe things that are non-paper yeah. into the paper bin. So then this still has to be sorted anyway. And I guess it's back to the individual, right? Are you conscious enough to not throw your non-paper things into the paper bin? Um, but often actually when you you open up the general recycling bin, there are trash in there. Yeah. You know, people treat them as regular trash bins instead of recycling bins. So I I think the whole idea of recycling bin or actually thinking about your trash is still very new in Singapore. Agree, agree, agree. I think it should it should always start from inside, which is house, yeah. to outside. Because if it's yeah. outside, then it's it's already like a norm because you practice it already from home. And uh, yeah, so speaking of this uh, recycling, all of this... Uh, uh, challenges that we are having. So let's yeah. talk about pandemic time. So <laughs> during in pandemic time, Such a huge topic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, very related. Uh, uh, so what is the most or that you can recall the most challenging situation that you have ever experienced during the pandemic time? And how did you overcome it? Um. I guess I would say that we were pretty lucky during our lockdown uh, mm. because a lot more people were buying online. So then I guess the challenge for us is after the lockdown ah. um, because when you have stores, yeah, it, it's quite different, right? So um, during the lockdown, a lot of people have no choice. They can't go out. Shopping no. malls are closed. Um, mm-hmm. Shop. And therefore, they have no choice but to go online to buy. Yeah. So a lot yeah. of our, you know, our sales came online from our online um, websites and other online platforms. And when the lockdown sort of like was stopped and we went mm-hmm. back to sort of phase one and regular life again, um, and retail stores were able to open. Uh, but we see, we noticed that less there were less people going out and people were also not buying online anymore because they don't have to, you know, be stuck at home uh, to, you know, have they have nothing to do. Therefore, you know, when, when it was during circuit breaker, they probably have nothing to do because they have either work or play, right? So a lot of times they were online. There was, you know, there were a lot of people were online more during circuit breaker because um, we, there's not much activities we can do except going online. Yes. 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 Uh, and therefore it was, it was harder after the circuit breaker because people were buying less online and they were not, you know, because of the whole um, virus thing, they were also reluctant to go into stores. Agree. So for us, it's really the post-lockdown or post-circuit breaker where we actually have to continue to, um, you know, carry on our, you know, marketing activities. We have to continue to educate. Um, and it was a lot harder because when it was, everyone was online so online marketing activities was easier 
uh, but now it's a lot harder because people have options to go out, they're not online as often. So we do need to have that physical or offline act marketing activities, but these days we can't, you know, we can't do pop-ups. Um, we can't stay out for too long because of the virus situation, or even then your, um, you know, talks or workshops have to be really small because of virus. And that, that's the challenge for more small businesses because, um, you know, we don't have big budgets to do like a huge yes. event mm -hmm. and to have quizzes sort of like talk about the event or any initiatives that we have. So what did you stick on to make sure that while, well, it's as what you said during the pandemic time, during the circuit breaker, which is the lockdown, you didn't do much with the marketing, but you had a lot, a good numbers of online sales. However, during the phase one or phase two now, right? And everything started to become more challenging than how it used to be. Because as what you said, people have more options to go out, but not really buying. So in that sense, people uh, not people buying. It's just, so people are wary uh, about what's going to happen next, you know, okay. and they are more conscious about how they spend and yes. likely not to spend uh, as, you know, as they were like before, you know, people were more like, conscientious about how they spend what they spend on so then for us it was really like currently we have to sort of double or triple our online marketing activities because there is very mm -hmm. little online activities that we can do yes it's very hard because less people are online so that's where you know we we just have to continue um you know to provide sort of value to our audience Mm -hmm. uh, where they find that you know what you are you know the, just on social media your content is interesting for them it's something that they do not know and mm -hmm. you have to just keep putting out um, that sort of effort where you know we you know try to tell them something that they don't know right don't tell them that plastic is bad maybe we can tell them plastic is good but only if it's you know you reuse it and reuse it all the time yes yeah. I like that I think yeah. it's yeah. Yeah. It's provide adding value to um, to your audience and to make sure that they they are getting some knowledge from you that they don't already know. If everyone's talking about it, then that's not much. I guess that's not much value to you and me, um, you know, when everybody's really talking about it. Yes, but which is in this case, very less. Uh, actually, during the pandemic, I think anything about health, anything about good for your body, good for your health, it's becoming more on demand, you know, apart from whatever social media apps or platforms that becoming uh, trendy as well. But I think majority of the people becoming more conscious, like what you said, what to spend, what to buy, but I guess it's good. So it means that to keep your uh, business ongoing, you just triple effort <laughs> on the marketing, online marketing. <laughs> and I think it's, it's, it's uh, something that everyone's currently doing is keep on providing awareness, education. And I, I really like that because we as uh, people, human beings, when, when we have maybe 10, 15 minutes free time, especially in Singapore, the first thing to pick phone, scroll, whichever your social media favorites, right? And if luckily they are following you, then you have a very value add information. Interesting. And as of this moment, uh, you're still doing yeah. a major effort on online marketing, right? Um, for us, yeah, we, there's a lot of emphasis on online marketing because it is one that is, I guess, cost effective as well. Mm -hmm. And also it's, it's quite easy if you, you know, you have a presence online rather than perhaps door to door. And then, you know, that's, that's quite traditional form of way of sort of um, reaching out to people. Like, I mean, these days, no, most people don't go door to door anymore. Mm -hmm. um, and because of the pandemic, more people are online, actually, uh, like people who, who, you know, don't used to be online, they, they had no choice mm -hmm. but to go online. Yes. So for us, that's the most, um, cost-effective and also one of the most efficient sort of marketing channels uh, mm. that we could use, that we can mm. utilize. Um, but I think the effort is 
is definitely higher now because we have to, because this is consumers, I mean myself as well, we get very picky with the kind of information that we want to see, of we course. want to absorb. Yes. Days, yeah, this is, I think for us, it's just a lot harder to find out what exactly people want. And um, for us, it's really a, a try and error. Uh, you just keep trying, you know, until you find your own audience. And that's where your audience will grow with you. And yes. eventually they will, you know, they will, accept whatever you say and uh, mm -hmm. they believe in your ideology and your ethos and they you know they start buying from from us mm -hmm. okay and hopefully that happens you know for us actually the main uh i think the main purpose that we have mm -hmm. is really to share the knowledge about healthier alternatives it's not mm -hmm. just that brand, that brand um, there are other brands and other products that people could use. And it's really for your own health benefits. Mm -hmm. yes. uh, it's not my health that you use yes. this product. <laughs> I think that's the most uh, uh, effective way of bringing awareness and education to viewers. It's yeah. not about me, but it's about you. And therefore, it more it's more catchy. So still speaking with the pandemic time and I remember when you said that you've been operating your uh, business for six years and I'm sure like what you said it is, has been challenging time during this COVID-19 and it still is um, what advice or tips can you share to other small business owners out there that may be struggling maybe not knowing what they can do to keep going or they just doing whatever they can, but still not enough to, you know, advice or tips to share with them um, to keep their business also going during this pandemic time. Um, I think if you have a great product, then believe in your own product, believe mm -hmm. in what you are doing um, and do it with a purpose. You know, mm -hmm. I've seen uh, I mean because of the pandemic a lot of businesses had to go online and this also gave rise to a lot of um, businesses you know uh, who, who wasn't in business uh, before the pandemic or the lockdown and then became one because of you know everyone stuck at home and then sort of innovate and be a small business owner but I think the biggest tip that I would have is to know your purpose if you know that you are you know, you're doing something good you are doing, uh, you have a cause in your mission, like what do you want to do? What do you want to achieve out of it? Uh, honestly speaking, if you just want to achieve dollars, that's not going to be sustainable because, you know, business can go up and down, right? If you just focus on, okay, I'm getting this amount of money every month and I just want to have more and more and more, but then you sort of, you know, if you don't have a purpose with your business, then you don't derive joy in running your own business. Okay. So it's, yeah, it's like, I mean, if you are happy doing your job, you find a purpose in it, therefore you will keep thinking about, oh, how, what else, what are the good that we can do um, mm -hmm. to contribute, right? But if you do not enjoy your job, you know, running a business, you know, you, you, you don't like to do your books, you don't like to do marketing, you know, some, <laughs> some you don't like to do and you're starting to hate on it, then you need to take a step back to rethink about, um what else you can do? Why are you doing this? Uh, why did you even start the business? And the why's, the how's, you know, the when's, that's a very important question to, to ask yourself and to really know your position in this business and in this community and see how you'll be able to contribute. A lot of times it's, uh, you know, a lot of products are created out of, say, hype or, uh, you know, trends. Yes, and yeah. eventually trends are fake. Yeah, trends will fade. Uh, you know, this the trend that it, you know a few, couple of years ago, um, zero waste was very trendy. Uh, you know, everyone was buying straws. There were a lot of um, straws, and eventually, at this state where you know because of COVID and all that, I can I can tell you my uh, we're not selling a lot of straws these days. It's far less from what we used to be selling, uh, and. <laughs> It's really, yeah, if you caught on because you wanted to be part of that bandwagon, you know, that trend. And then today you're stuck with all this batch of straws that you have, you know, you bought to sell and you have nothing, uh, you can't do anything with it because no one's buying, right? So that's yeah. why you need to ask 
what is your purpose in starting your own business? Is it to be able to contribute to the community or is it be able to contribute to a good cause? Uh, know your purpose and mm-hmm. grow from there. Yeah, you do need to know yourself because you know you best. And that's where you can, you know, grow the business in the direction that you want it to be. I love that. Oh, very, very uh, uh, profound. Very, very profound. <laughs> I love when you said that. This it's and knowing the whys and whens and uh, when you mention that you yourself it's true because for example I ask you some advice this advice can be just a guideline a map but whatever works for me I still choose whatever works for me it can be a combination of everyone who tell me so but uh, I like that because I think I, I really believe and I fully support it on that that for example, while what I'm doing, why I'm doing this, empower your life. Obviously, it takes a lot of time with editing, you know, making sure that I have the right time for everyone. But my purpose is really like uh, to bring aspirations and motivation for a lot of people that if you're not happy with what you're doing, you have to think of what is really your call, you know. And I just felt that this is my call. I mean, I'm not good with editing or something like that, but I just found that with the some skills that I have have learned from my previous job. And then I was like, okay, this is a perfect time because of course, someone actually told me when I told uh, this person that I want to create this project to interview small business owners. And this person mentioned to me, oh, you're wasting other people's time. I'm like, if you're taking that, okay, <laughs> but... <laughs> but for me, of, yes, it's it's normal. Some people will 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 tell you that oh, you're you're taking people others' time because you're you know you're you're getting there two hours or one hour of time. But I said, well, my purpose is not wasting their time. I'm actually getting their story so I can bring it forward to the to the entire world that these people started here. And slowly, maybe in 10, 15 years, yeah. we'll see them already. Yeah. <laughs> so, but I love it when you say the purpose. And I agree with you on that. Now, on the other hand, with people that uh, thinking about starting up a business. So you have mentioned for the existing ones to know their purpose, knows why's and when's. For the, for the people out there, that who wanted to enter in the entrepreneur life. So what advice can you share with them that would like to enter small small business like yours or other businesses? What tips or advice do you have in mind? I don't really have any tips or advice. <laughs> Unfortunately, <laughs> I to set up a business, you need to know what you are getting yourself into because running a business is not... Um, you know, because it's a, when you start a business and you don't have much capital, you start small and you have to do everything, right? Mm-hmm. For when we started, I had to do marketing. I have to do my books, <laughs> the accounting part of things. I need to do like budgeting, um, making sure that we, you know, all our products are curated according to the list that we have, mm-hmm. you know, all the criteria. And you need to make sure that you, you know, it's basically... In a big corporation, you have different departments to do different yeah. things. Yeah. But in a small business, you do everything. You do, you do, you might do things that you don't want to do. For example, mm-hmm. books, <laughs> yeah. accounting, you know, telling, doing journal entries and things like that. And I had to pick it up myself because I wanted to cut costs as a small business. And mm. a lot of people think, oh, you're your own boss, right? You set your own working hours. Uh, you go for your own holidays at any time that you mm-hmm. want. Um, yeah. And, and it looks like a glamorous job to be your own boss, right? But eventually, it's not like that because as, as a business owner, you work 24-7, <laughs> literally. Even in, your, even in your sleep, you might come up with some brilliant idea and you, you actually get up to like, okay, I need to get this done. You know? And your brain never stops thinking. Um, you know, as if you're just working a regular corporate job, you know, you go to work at nine, you finish at six. That's it. You know, after five, after six, you you are, you know, you can relax. You can do whatever you want in your free time. But as a small business owner, during your free time, it's actually working hours. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. for me, like, 
like even if we work regular office hours, so regular office hours is replying to emails, you know, talking to different uh, vendors, customers, mm. customer service, emails, all that stuff. And then after hours is social media, books, mm-hmm. <laughs> what else I can do, you know, what other products I can do. It's, it's not stop. So while you yeah, you can go on, you, you can work any hours that you want, but you are literally working every single minute. And when you stop, you're feeling like the guilt, like, oh no, I'm not doing enough for the business. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That sort of like self-guilt on self. Okay, I need to do better. I need to do more. And what else I can do? So it, it, your brain never stops thinking mm-hmm. and you never switch off. Yeah. And your business is your life. <laughs> Literally yeah. like, you know, you, you, leave your, you leave and breathe your business because you have to keep telling yourself you know you have to come up with different ways to um, you know tell people your story tell people about the products and you literally have your life you know but then let's say if you are an accountant you go to work you do all your books but after your you know after your office hours you're not an accountant you could be someone else yeah you, know, you can be your back to yourself yeah but yes. as a small business owner you, you breathe your brand you know you breathe your mission <laughs> and you have to be like that and then for your brand as well, because you are the person, you are the soul of the business. Yeah. So it's really difficult for, to be a small business owner, especially mm-hmm. when you have to attend in one person, right? Attend departments in one person <laughs> uh, when you first start out. So really know if for anyone who wants to start your own business, you really need to know why you want to do it and whether you have, um, I would say the motivation to keep going on even if, you know, you have like hundreds of bad days, you know, and what keeps you going has to be your purpose and your intention. Mm-hmm. Um, if you are just going in because, oh, it looks like a glamorous job you know, <laughs> yeah. to run my own business, to be able to travel for work or uh, to be able to work, you know, short hours or anything like that, then you kind of need to know, you need to talk to more people or more mm-hmm. small business owners, like, you know, like, like one of us and, to be able to understand the situation better. Wow, it's true. Uh, some uh, it's a one man show, so you have to deal with that and make sure yeah. that you can. <laughs> Thank you. Um, so we are heading now to the final highlight. I called. Um, I know that you are a mom as well, and obviously I'm not a mom. <laughs> uh, uh, you have a, you are a business owner and uh, obviously you are a woman with a lot of things that you handle at the same time. So how do you keep yourself optimistic of balancing or maybe not balancing anything at all, but how do you keep yourself optimistic? It's a very good question. Um, <laughs> I think we, we have both, like I mentioned earlier, we have both good days and bad days. Um, mm. I guess at the end of the day, if uh, if you keep seeing, you know, you can't, if you see the bad, like, how should I put it across? Um, no, you are your reaction. Yes. And you are your own emotions and feelings. If you see the bad day as something, your choice. You know, no one can tell you that your bad day is, is you know, is going to ruin your life, uh, mm-hmm. except you. Right. If mm-hmm. you allow the bad day to affect you so much, um, then you yourself have to decide how you want to jump out of it. Yes. Because you you are yourself, right? Only you can inco- you can control your um, your reactions, your emotions, and how you handle the situation. So I guess one way is to how do I sort of try to be optimistic? Is just to find, I guess your comfort area, comfort activity that you can do or you know, something like, you know, if you like to eat, go and eat, mm-hmm. uh, make yourself feel better. Mm-hmm. And that's just one way. Uh, just do something that you enjoy doing, uh, yes. even though it's a bad day, so that, you know, you don't, don't let the bad day sort of get to you um, yeah. right away. You know, try to mitigate that feeling. Try to make sure that you find a solution that you are happy with and you can move on. Mm-hmm. Okay, sorry. It's just buffering. That's why I'm waiting. Yeah. So that's that's very true. I I I you know, I the more I hold these interviews, the more that I'm also like reading a lot of books. 
And it's very true that whatever situation, whatever people are saying or telling about you, whatever feedback that you're getting, it's upon you how you take it, whether it's going to ruin your day or you're just going to, okay, I heard you. I got that. So what can I do? It's, it's very, of course, it takes a lot of practice, right? You can't just like, okay, it's okay now. I have eat everything. I'm feeling good. <laughs> I, guess, I guess talking to a lot of people, um, you know, talking to someone will actually help you to process that bad day better, mm -hmm. that situation better. When you hear of different perspective of the same situation, you might have that light bulb moment where you say, oh yes, I didn't see that point. And maybe mm -hmm. if I adopted your suggestion or you know, I considered all different perspective, uh, perception of the, the, the situation, you know, there may be a solution. It's not a bad day after all, or it's not, it's not something difficult to handle after all. So it helps that you, you know, talk to more people um, and, and, you know, different people will have different experiences that will be able to enrich yourself. Um, yeah. I guess that's when we talk to a lot of other small businesses and, you know, when we have a situation, they will just ask, what would you do? You know, how they handle it may be different from how yeah. we handle it, but you could consider how they do it and see if that works out uh, better yeah. than what you intended for it to be done. Yes, I, I like when you said that um, to ask other small, uh, I mean, business owners out there, because obviously you are somehow in the same situation. Therefore, the, 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 the feeling of being relatable with one another is there and sharing the ideas or how they overcome the experience or the situation will be more somehow not convincing, but you will also understand, oh, I know what you're talking about. I, I got that point. So I like that. I think it's also like um, when you're already in an entrepreneur environment, the idea is also to be surrounded with, with the same mindset or the same uh, idea that you are pursuing. So it keeps on helping you to move forward towards to the bigger goals that you have i like that yay <laughs> thank you so much now we're ending this interview and uh, once again i want to thank you for this opportunity of sharing very interesting and profound um, information or stories now of course for for people out there in singapore which i really hope i have uh, met you earlier <laughs> there are a lot of products that really can be helpful for me back then. I don't know why <laughs> I never met you, but uh, at least I've got your, your stories and it's good enough to, to help or to share to other people out there what products you have in your website, in your pop-up store that um, based in Singapore can be starting to look at and maybe can be helpful for them to start buying. So share to us where we can find you. Yeah, so our main platform is actually our website, which is wellnessbidden.sg. Um, that's where you can find a lot of information. We're not, we don't want to just be, you know, an e-commerce store. So mm -hmm. we do have informative sort of write-ups that we do under our blog section where you know, we share certain tips or certain information that people don't already know or, and certain recipes that we can do with uh, some of our food products. Nice. So we do try to be a platform where we are educational and we also provide the alternative um, mm -hmm. if you need to, if you don't want to, because I think at the end of the day, um, do what you think would fit you the best, uh, do what that makes you feel comfortable. Um, for us, for me personally, I don't like hard selling. I don't like people pushing credit cards to me. <laughs> you know, that kind of thing, like, you know, um, and I just feel like I need time to absorb. I'll go through all the benefits. You know, I'm just someone who needs that time. And I, I appreciate if our, sort of our customers or our audience take their time to decide that, okay, I've read enough. I've made a, an informed decision. And I think this is a good decision that I'm going to embark if I were to switch to one of the products that One of carries because I've read enough. And I think that's a good, you know, that's, that's going to help me in my journey towards mm -hmm. leading a more sustainable, a more healthier lifestyle. Mm -hmm. So yeah, so I, I feel that also 
with natural products, it's, it's not, it doesn't work the same as, uh, you know, medication or those fast relief products. Mm -hmm. And people do take time to, you know, see the effects. And I think it's a journey. It's, it's the process that you have to take in order, you know, yourself, take the time to seek yourself and the products that you will need. And that's where we come in. So we, we encourage people to, you know, just slow down, read through all the information we have. We try to be as informative as possible and right. provide you all the information and all that. And ultimately, if you're convinced, then buy. If you're not convinced, it's okay. It's just information that you absorb. If you could share it with someone, that's great. And I, I truly believe that it's the, you know, it's the influence that every single individual can have on someone else. You don't have to be an influencer to influence. Uh, you yourself as a person, you can encourage other people to take, yeah. uh, you know, steps to help you lead a more. So, just from making a switch to a different product. Yes, yeah. agree. And uh, so you mentioned your website. What about you have Facebook or Instagram where they can also have a look with your informative uh, yeah. content? Yeah. So I think before small businesses is that we do have online um, <laughs> platforms, like social media platforms on instagram we are on facebook so you can find us at uh, wellness within sg okay, on well, instagram and, yep and if you're on facebook just look for wellness within wellness within awesome awesome and uh, just give us like five products mainly that you are you are selling so just to have an idea before they can take a look what are those five products that you have on your website <laughs> um, so, so one of the yeah, yeah because i use a lot of my own <laughs> products as well and one of the products i've been using for nearly five years now are my cloth pads so definitely recommending my cloth pads to anyone who, who anyone who menstruates because i think it's really one way to you know reduce a lot of like chemicals and plastic from your life mm -hmm. um, the second one would be our nut milk base milk that's in a jar but it's sort of like concentrated paste so you only need one teaspoon to make a, a, a liter of and that one jar saves you 10 cartons wow yeah. ways that will be used. and also it's made for us we are very health focused so that that product is made without um sugars Mm -hmm. that is no gluten and it's vegan so that's the second product um i think that that have to be oh i can't choose you know because a lot of but because a lot of skincare may work for me but i mean uh, but generally i do think that um you know some of the solid shampoos or the carrier oils that we have they are very good and high quality that really helps me in maintaining my skin health so definitely some of the carrier oils and the short solid shampoo would, would really be, good, be um, good alternatives as well yay yeah. that's great thank have? you <laughs> so i i got just it was really difficult <laughs> i just got a really curious uh in uh about the product you mentioned the nutmeg uh, milk paste is that right Not milk. it's a milk yeah. Do you have the more information in your website, like the blog part, or we you have posted? Yeah. I can send you the link later. So basically it's a concentrated base. And um, so usually, you know, you can make your own nut milk at home, but that mm -hmm. takes you like at least 24 hours because you have to pre-soak them. Um, and then you blend it and you filter it you sieve it with a cheesecloth so that's quite a long tedious process yeah. so what we did was um you know we sourced for this product that's within one minute you get nut milk you don't have to actually uh you know pre-soak stand there for hours just to make milk and it's made without sugars no preservative so it fulfills our the health aspect of our ethos and the waste aspect will be one jar makes 10 cartons so you don't need to buy 10 cartons of milk yeah. and this milk actually spoils really easily uh, you know those those yeah. in the carton tetra packs so they spoil really easily so once you open it will last like three to four days nice, yeah. and then some people uh, some of us to us that they don't drink uh they don't drink fast enough for it to yeah. uh, before it spoils right mm -hmm. so then 
this milk is that you can make as little as you want. If you only want 100 mils, you can make 100 mils. So you don't waste any milk, you don't waste any Tetra Pak. So that's something that, um, that, was, that it was actually one of our, my, my personal favorite finds, I think, last year. Oh, wow. I mean, I, I find it very, very interesting. And I'm going to take a look at that with, um, with yeah. your blog. I'll send you the oh. link. Yes, thank you so much. Well, there you go. That's the final and we covered everything and very informative, very inspiring. And uh, thank you. I know you're not feeling well and I hope uh, you're feeling well in the coming days and once you have rested. Thank you very much. Yeah, thank you for having me. We, I hope the, your week will go really well and continue to stay safe. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you enjoy that interview and I hope that you find it inspiring and motivating. Remember, stay optimistic and take action slowly but surely for your big dreams. Thank you once again and I'll see you on the next episode here at Empower Your Life.